Hi, everybody. Jason Smith here. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Truth About Social Ads. I'm an agency owner specializing in Facebook and Instagram ads, and I have dedicated my professional life to helping you learn what others won't tell you about Facebook ads. You know, I believe there's so much information that no one is sharing about Facebook ads and how you can fail and win running ads for your business and when it's time to hire an agency. That's why I'm here bringing ideas and information that can help you run successful Facebook and Instagram ads. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. This is Jason and Eric coming at you with another episode of The Truth About Social Ads. Excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about images versus videos with Facebook ads, uh, an interesting topic that we deal with every single day, huh, Eric? Yep. Every single day. Do I need videos? <laughs> do I need videos? Yep. Yes, you do need videos. Yes, you do. <laughs> and don't record them on your iPhone and... Uh, not have a mic and all that stuff. Oh, it's hey, funny. That's gonna what we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, that's good. Into, sometimes that's bad. Right. Well, we're going to get into a lot of cool stuff in today's episode about images versus videos, mainly about videos because there's a lot you can do wrong. There's a lot you can do right. Yeah. Eric's got a really cool background in video and he's going to share some really cool stuff uh, with us about, about videos. So Eric, let's get into it, man. Okay, cool. So let's talk about videos. So the first thing I want to point out, my background in video is I wanted to make beautiful videos. And I did that. And then what I learned is that sometimes that converts into selling things and sometimes it does not convert into selling things. I also did a lot of YouTube and I figured out how to make videos so that they get views on YouTube, which really boils down to having an audience with the right thumbnail and the right search topic. There's a lot more than that, but those are the main things there. Now getting into paid organic and Jason yeah. really is my full mentor when it comes to paid social. I did a lot of organic and social media stuff before and a lot of digital marketing before working with Jason and Spotlight, but really working with Jason has taught me what sells. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So the reason I said all that is because some things work great for certain platforms and they work terrible on other platforms. And so we're going to focus today on yep. Facebook ads and what works and what doesn't. And then at the end, we're going to give you the rundown of exactly the makeup of a good selling Facebook video and what that looks like. So let's jump on in. And Jason, why don't we start with overkill? That's just an interesting topic to me. When is a video? When is when can there be yeah. too much video? Yeah. Well, actually, can we can we actually start with the question that we said right at the beginning? Do I need a video? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Let's start right? with that then. Like, yeah. So, like, do I, like we get asked that all the time? Like, do I need a video, guys? And we're like, yes, you need. A yes, video. you need. Okay. Cool. So let's start with that then. Let, let's talk about why you need a video. So yeah. If you can get across what you want to get across in one single snapshot, that's great. That's possible. Yep. What would you say? Like 10, 20% of the time, like 
you just are able to communicate everything you want with one still image. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's less. But you can't. Uh, what What would you say? Yeah, just just it, it just depends on the offer, really. Like if it's yeah. a if it's an offer that they don't have to think about a lot. Like for example, we we work with people uh, or clients in the pet industry. Yeah. Right. Some things in the pet industry, like. Do you want a cleaner? Do you want a supplement for your for your pet to make them feel better? Stuff like that doesn't require a ton of thought and the price point isn't five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it's like like twenty bucks, right? Yeah. You could probably portray what you want in an image fairly well. Video would be awesome, but an image may work really well in that scenario. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, and it also depends on um so it, it may work well in that, but it also depends on how saturated your market is. So if you're, you know, yeah. in a very saturated market and people are seeing, you know, 10 different products like yours a day and yours is another image of that product, you know, the, the makeup industry, uh, you know, anything, yeah. you know, lots of people are becoming really wealthy with e-commerce and building stores. But then when you get into a market where you have 15 competitors offering the same thing you do, but one of them is endorsed by the biggest celebrities in the world, a video might not cut it in your industry. So there's a lot of, we're going to talk about factors right, in a minute, right. but right now just why you need a video. And I think in short, and we'll go into more detail, is you can't always accomplish everything that you want in, a, in an image. So I'm going to tell one story real quick. We had a client, great industry, hot industry, eco and we we did all the standard images and the images had exactly almost all of the components that the video we did had, but we did Mm -hmm. a video and that one video boosted that account to like 30 grand in one month from starting at $20 a day. And in one month we were able to scale it all because of a video shoot that we did and it was the video. So not that a video is always the magic bullet, but sometimes it is. And sometimes video has that extra push behind it. Yep. Yeah. And video has, video has something where, and you don't even have to be really good on camera. Like, man, I am horrible on camera, (laughs) right? But, (laughs) but video has a way of you either relating to your audience, building trust with your audience, like an image can't do, you know? And when it's, when it's what you said, Eric, like kind of like an eco-friendly product, um, like that, and you have a video explaining why you know we need to be more eco friendly these days and how it you know it's better for the environment, you know stuff like that that's a lot better than just having an image saying eco friendly yeah, right so in that case, a video would be would be warranted more than an image because you're really trying to connect with the audience, build trust, you know there's a certain connection that you make on a video i mean. Dude, like how many videos do people watch a day on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. Millions and millions and millions of videos. Yeah. And they watch a video, they'll scroll right through a still image, but they'll watch a video for, for five minutes, sometimes no matter how dumb it is. <laughs> you know? And when you say so. five minutes, that uh, again, to the audience, that depends on where they're watching. They'll do that on YouTube. Yeah. They, yeah. A lot of times they'll do it on YouTube. They'll for sure yep. do it on Netflix. Uh, if they're yeah. streaming something, but yeah. when it comes to an ad, we'll get to it later, but you really have one second. 
You have one second to pull the audience in on Instagram and Facebook because it's a matter of you swiping your finger up and going, ah, not yep. interested. You have one second. Right. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little more details on watch times and why all that's yeah. important and, and all that kind of stuff. So. so let's talk about numbers real quick. So the key number that we look at for video is click-through rate. And a, an image and, and click-through rate essentially is what percentage of 100 people, what percentage click on that video. On Facebook, a healthy click-through rate is 1%. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen as high as 10%. Uh, eight to ten percent, but that's like very, very uh, extraordinary. You're us- usually going to be a, a good, good click through rate will be one to two percent, one to three yeah. percent, let's say. So yeah. that's all. And let me let yeah, me just ahead, talk really quick why why with videos too, because normally you're thinking, oh, if it's an image, then you're going to look at the click through rate, a CTR, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but the watch times are so short on yeah. Facebook now, you can't really rely because Facebook has a couple different numbers or metrics for how they measure what you watch. They have 100%, they have 75%, they have 50%, and you know they have 25% and 10% video watches. So like, you know, it's funny because with videos on Facebook and Instagram, people are making a decision within a couple seconds whether they want to click through or swipe up. And so in my mind, the CTR, click-through rate, is a more accurate outlook at the video and what they're doing to take action, not just watch it. Because I could care less if they watch 100% of my video. I want them to take action. Yeah. you know, And that's why we look at the CTR. Yeah. And, and funny enough, the client I was talking about earlier, within the first, it was... Like the click was happening in like the first three seconds of the video, but that first shot in the video stood out and spoke directly yeah. to the people that we were targeting and went, oh my gosh, I want yeah. that one. Like I want it now. And they didn't <laughs> want to watch the rest. They just clicked because they wanted it and then they bought it, right? right? Right. Which we wish everybody could have that level of success. But you know, average, you're going to have one to 3% click through rate is a good one. And the, the way I kind of think about it is uh, a video is like you get the first impression. That's like your image. But then you get usually yeah. five more seconds because, you know, your average watch time is about five to six seconds. And that's yeah. going to come into play at the end when we talk about the makeup of a video. But you have that first impression. But then you have five more seconds as they're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook to look and then watch for five seconds and then make a decision. Whereas if it's just an image, they're going to look, make a decision and move on. So that's really where the power of video comes in. Um, So click-through rate and and watch time and video views. Those are kind of the metrics that you want to look for. Any other you want to point out? I think those are the primary ones, Jason, as as far as Yeah, no, that's it. You can also, yeah, yeah. And you can also look at how long they watched your video uh, with the sound on and off. Mm-hmm. So no, normally they watch it with the sound off. They're probably at work or they're, they're walking around or, or whatever. That's why just a helpful hint. It's always, it's like you have to, to make sure you have captions on your videos. We've done extensive testing on this too. And what's amazing is when you don't have captions, your click-through rate 
declines tremendously yep. because people read the first like second or two of the video. And like Eric said, average watch time on Facebook right now is about six seconds. So when clients come to us and they're like, oh, hey, I made this awesome two minute video. I'm like, oh, great. You know, that's not, I mean, we'll put it up, but I can guarantee you they're not even watching 30 seconds of that video. Yeah. Average watch time. And again, this is an average. There's going to be people that watch the video to the end. There's going to be people who watch 50% of it. There's going to be people who watch 10% of it. But what we look at is the average watch time because we want to know. Because we're telling clients we need a 15 second to 30 second video, no more than 30 seconds. And it's because it's like wasted space and wasted air if you do more than a 30 second video on Facebook. And clients would be surprised and people in general would be surprised how much you can get in in 15 to 30 seconds in a video. Yeah. Actually pretty long. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, to kind of contrast on YouTube... You know, and I guess we should point out what device people are watching on and what platform is also important. So on Instagram, if you're watching a video, many people will scroll through Instagram while they're in an area where they have their audio off. And so that's why yep. the SRTs or the captions, I should call them. That's the SRT is the file type when you download a, a captions from uh, rev.com. And anybody who hasn't used rev.com, it's a dollar mm -hmm. per minute. You can expedite it and it doubles the cost. So if it's a two minute video, it's two bucks. If it's, uh, you know, expedited, it's four bucks. So it's a dollar per minute, but it depends what platform you're watching and what device. If you're watching it on Facebook, on desktop, you might get a little longer of a watch. If you're watching it on Instagram, chances are half the time, uh, sounds going to be off and you're really going to need those captions. So take into consideration, is your audience older and are they all on Facebook? Um, that's going to influence how yeah. you create your video. Um, so keep that in mind. Anything else there before we jump into the part I wanted to talk about first, overkill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overkill is an important one. No, no, I think, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Vi video is super important. If you have an agency running your stuff or if you're running your own ads... Step out of your comfort zone and record a damn video, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and, the, and really the reason that Jason says that is it can turn your account around. It can it can take yeah. you to like on the line of like a two return on ad spend to like a four where your your profit margin just uh, that wouldn't be doubles, but where your profit margin increases substantially. You're making more money. So um, video yep. definitely can have a good impact. And there's two types of video. We'll talk about right now. One type of video is, is a TikTok style video, a real style video. Another is a high production quality video. Um, we'll get into that. But one thing I want to yep. touch on real quick is overkill. So we want to test and on average, we want a really well shot video or mixed downs of those videos. For us, it's healthy to do that maybe once a month. Maybe uh, I would say once or twice a month, at least once every three months. Uh, we have some accounts that they just have one video that just performs and performs and performs and they can go years, but we still want to be adding in fresh content. Um, what would you say on, on that, Jason? How often should people introduce video content and how long can they run with video content? Man, that's, um, that's a question that everybody wants to know. Uh, yeah. And it's really, there's no answer for it because 
because when we onboard clients and we we bring them on and if they have four or five videos one of those videos could last months and months and months and the other ones maybe not and there's also you know we've also had times where we've had 10 videos and none of them do well yeah and and so you don't really know what you have to look at is all the numbers like you know you got to look at uh, if people are clicking through, if they're reacting correctly to the to the ad, if they're inter- inter- uh, engaging with the with the ad comments, de- depending on like the comments will tell you everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like people will be like, "Oh, this sucks," or "Oh, this is awesome," or whatever. But really, you know, uh, what the ultimate goal that you want to achieve is for people to take action after the fact, after you've recorded your video and all that good stuff. So. It, it really just depends. I mean, there's no, there's no set time frame. You know, we have an account right now that the same was one of the same videos has been running for a long time. And our clients like, Hey, why are we still running the same video? I'm like, because it does awesome still. That's Working. why, still. you know, yeah, yeah, still works. And it's like, I don't care if you guys don't like that video, it's working <laughs> yeah. and you're getting a 10 X return off of that video. Like, why yeah. do you, why do you want to stop it? You know? So it, it all, it all depends on the, on the numbers and, and, and how things go really. So yeah. there, to answer the question very simply, there is no time frame that anybody, and if they tell you a time frame, they're blowing smoke up your skirt for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, one <laughs> thing that we do always say though, is a video may or may not change things. You know, a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to do a video and it's going to change everything. You have to keep in mind that on Facebook and Instagram, it's clickbait. You you want to avoid clickbait style things. And when I say that, you may be able to bring up your click-through rate, but everything ties in. Your landing page, if you're doing leads, your Shopify store, if you're doing e-commerce, it it ties in once they click, then they still have to have a good experience. You can create images and videos that will get people to click based on how you target might not solve your problem though. So keep in mind, it may not be just the videos, the answer. It's probably also something after the click. Um, And we try to look at the whole process, not just the click or, you know, different parts of the process. We try to look at the whole process or we do look at the, the whole process. Yeah, and that's where it gets a little convoluted sometimes because what happens is is if if click through rates are really high and we know the engagement is good and we know the audience is a right fit for the client and we're sending traffic and they're getting tons of clicks and stuff and they're not taking action, that means it's a it's probably a website issue yeah. at that point. Yeah. So there's not your video could be the best video in the world. If you don't have a good sales funnel or you don't have a good product or nobody wants to buy it, doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So now let's talk about contributing factors on, on video. So number one, trust. You're able to, and this is the one Jason said, or one of the ones Jason said, is you're able to get more trust when people watch a video. They're able to get a better feel for your product and your brand. You're able to show social proof, testimonials. You're able to show it in use. You're able to feature a model. You're able to portray passion, feeling, emotion, yep. which it's very hard to capture every all of those in one image. So that's why videos are so powerful. Is your And really what that boils down to is trust. You're able to get people's trust. Anything else to add yep. there, Jason? I'll go nope, to that's that's awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. I totally I'll go agree. to uh, niche next. 
If, if you have a niche, and I'm going to kind of combine this with celebrity, and I don't just mean celebrity as A-list celebrities. I mean celebrity as, you know, someone, there. there's podcasts out there about astrology and architecture and everything. And you could have a local celebrity or an industry celebrity that, you know, you can target people and then that celebrity you can pull in and people love to hear those people talk. They might not want to hear everyone talk, but they might want to really listen to that person talking. And so having someone that has celebrity within a niche or an actual, you know, A-list celebrity that has major pull and you're able to start and then move over to video. Um, How much needs to be explained? That's one that we run into with a lot of doctors is they do regenerative medicine. And, you know, one of the departments that that we have is medical. You know, nowadays, people generally understand what regenerative medicine is. Some people may be listening, thinking, what is that? But it's stem cell injections. And you need to explain to people what that is. And you can't fully do that with your just an image. We have our doctors or their staff record videos that say we have new protocols. This is what we do. We stop pain. You know, we're not going to do surgery. This is what we do. And they do that in five seconds. Um, That's another factor. Another thing to add in is the offer. That is absolutely key is having a good offer. It doesn't matter how good your video is. If you don't have a good offer, you can get people to click or you can create the best video in the world. And you're just not going to get the sale because you don't have the right offer in your video. And then last thing I want to talk about is makeup, the makeup of the video. There's good production quality, uh, sorry, high production quality. And then there's Mm -hmm. what's hot right now, which is TikTok or Instagram reels style quality. And I'll be honest, there's a few accounts we've really got to spike because of those TikTok style videos. You know, we have uh, a team of filmers that can go out and shoot with the red and and make these movie looking videos, which the right time, the right place, that's a great strategy. But at the same time, like a lot of the younger audience right now, they look at, you know, real style videos and that's what they resonate with. So know your audience and build your, your video around that audience. It's really important to know what people want to see and what are they looking at every day and then build your video around that. For some people, that's a huge relief. You mean I don't have to hire you know a big film crew and I can just <laughs> have like user-generated content and we tell them yes and they're you know really stoked. And then not only that, it performs well in the right yeah. industries and niches right now. Yep, um, for sure. And then last one I'll say is how well thought out is the video? And we'll get to the makeup in in a second here or in a minute here. But have you thought through what do they need to see in that first second? What do they need to see in the first five seconds? What environment is it shot in? Is it dark? Is it light? Who are the actors? What are they doing? Just everything about the video as well. So those are the contributing factors. Anything to add there, Jason? Uh, No. How about you talk about, talk really quickly about like sound quality, like, do you need a little lapel mic um, or a Bluetooth lapel mic or something like that? Like, like echoes and things the lapel mic will probably get rid of a lot of the echoes. And, 
you know, nothing, there's nothing worse than having a really cool video. And then you just sound like all echoey and crappy. Yeah. You know? And, and the one thing I would say, there's really two factors there. I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors, but there's two really, really big factors when you're going for a, a high quality video. And the first one is your sound. Your sound can make or break a video. If you're holding it on an iPhone and, you know, someone's standing six feet away, it's going to sound like either you're in an echo chamber or you're far away. So having a lapel mic, you can get a wired one for your iPhone. If you're shooting on iPhone, the, the hard part, and I will talk about this, is that a lot of the wireless mic systems, they don't work. And I actually... Used to work with an AV company. And what they told me was that what happened is with the wireless mics and lapel in that industry, the government or the armed forces got the good radio frequencies. Uh, And so the ones that cost like a hundred bucks, they don't work and you'll get static, you'll get feedback. The ones that work well, uh, Sennheiser is a good one and they're 600 bucks for one mic. So they're expensive. Yeah. And that's why when people, you know, they want to shoot with an iPhone, I just say, get a lot like a, you know, 15 foot wired one, plug it in, you'll get awesome sound. And you don't have yeah. to spend $600 on a Sennheiser, like, you know, really good wireless one that has the right fr- frequency. So um, we should put that in the show notes for anybody listening. I'll find a really good uh, wired one and then also a really good, or I'll put the, the Sennheiser ones. So, yeah. The, the second part is your lighting. And um, yeah. if you're shooting yourself, I'm going to give people the most basic instruction for video. If you're shooting it with an iPhone is have the natural daylight behind the camera, illuminating the subject and stand about six feet away from the subject. That's the best one piece of advice I could give anybody that's shooting their own videos on camera is have the the natural daylight behind the camera illuminating the subject. And that those two things can really make the difference of having a well-shot video and then having a video that's cringe or hard to watch. Yep. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Eric Eric knows a ton about video. He's uh he's the man when it comes to that. So And we have some really good filmers. We we've made some pretty awesome videos for our clients that we see them and we're just like, yes. Yeah. yeah um, they are awesome. <laughs> yeah. They, they really do help. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk, uh, any, before I go into video makeup, like what, what specs and everything like that, Jason, anything else you want to cover as far as numbers, contributing factors, anything like that before we go into like the, the nitty gritty specifics? No, no. For, I mean, and, and you can also create custom audiences from video views, I haven't found them to be super, super successful, but they do work, uh, you know, a little bit. So you can do that as well on Facebook, but that's it, man. For me, I'm, I'm not a video guy. Eric is, so this is his, this <laughs> yeah. is his topic. So I'll, I'll let you continue here. So the last part I want to talk about is essentially the makeup of your video. So there's on Facebook currently best practice is use all placements. That's what we do. And that includes, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, Marketplace, There, there's, and I hate saying a number because if I say 17, next week it might be 18. So there's, let's just say 17 different placements. And what I like to do personally is I like the videos to be 1000 by 1000 on Facebook. The reason that I like that is because on Instagram, it's going to take up the most, 
space on your screen in the feed. It's also going to adapt well on reels and stories because you're going to have a 1000 by 1000 in, in the middle and then you're going to have text and caption above and below. Um, so it works really well for reels. Um, instead of dividing up all the placements, like if you divided up every placement on Facebook, it would be a nightmare, which is yeah. why they built the system like that. Yep, exactly. And then, so you have one second in the first second of the video, you need to put the most important thing that you want people to see. This is the product in use. Like that's what you want in the first second. And then you have five seconds to get the click. Now, depending on your niche, depending on the celebrity or the product or whatever's in the video, you may get more view time. But as a rule of thumb, based on the numbers and you know experience, is you want the first second to pull and then the first five seconds you have to explain whatever it is you want to explain. So yep. average watch time is six seconds, 1,000 by 1,000. And then make sure that you have captions on. And if you're going for high production quality, make it high production quality. The, my, my personal preference, I kind of don't like in between because in between to me, it says, you know, not a full production. It's like kind of like a half measure. Whereas mm -hmm. if you just do TikTok, uh, Instagram, real style videos, people are used to that and they like it and they don't expect high production quality. So my preference is always to either, if your audience wants to see it, boom, film it, do the, you know, like have it done full production, you know, pay whatever you pay between five and 30 grand for an awesome video. Or if it's user generated content, your product in use, shoot it Instagram real style, put that in an ad. And again, we've seen that turn accounts, not turn, but you know, uh, we've seen spikes from putting in those user generated content content, those UGC style videos. Those are the, the key points that I would recommend for video makeup for Facebook and Instagram ads. Yep. Yep, exactly. And uh, the only, uh, I think the last thing uh, we want to keep today's episode pretty short. The last thing I want to touch on really quickly is, you know, we have, we have obviously Eric's a great video guy. We have, um, you know, guys who can film videos and we also have a graphic designer that that it kills video edits like the dude's yeah. super awesome and we have a graphic designer on staff so you know you really gotta if you're an agency owner you know and you want to start offering those type of services you really have to be careful because clients will abuse that a hundred percent you know we we have clients that are like every single day hey guys i want this edited i want this i want that like literally give us 10 things in one day every single day and the next thing you know we have a google sheet of 50 items that we haven't even come close to testing half of them because there's just so much stuff and you got to got to really put that in perspective and really watch what you're doing and then there comes the other side of like okay so at what point do i start charging this client extra for taking advantage of the fact that we can edit videos and create images from scratch and all that stuff. So just watch out for that. I mean, people, clients will abuse that, you know, and, that, and again, we're, this is what the podcast is about to kind of keep it real with everybody. So yep. clients, clients will abuse that and they'll try to take as much as they possibly can because they know that they either can't produce it, they don't want to pay to produce it, 
but there also comes a point where it can be excessive. And, you know, one thing I learned from Eric was um, when we edit a video, the client can't come back 20 times. And, well, oh, you know what? Actually, a week later, actually, you know what? Hey, I was, I was, I saw it in the news feed and I actually want to do this now. Now we say, okay, you get what are two to three edits and that's it. Primarily right? yeah, two revision rounds. Yeah. yeah. Because if you, if you just leave that open, then these, then clients will be like, you know, oh, hey, I don't like this now. Oh, well, the lighting's this. And I mean, we, trust me, we've been through it and we've learned from it. And that's why Eric's got to rein me in when it comes to video stuff, because I just don't know enough about it. Uh, and it's time consuming. I mean, it's time consuming to go through edits and and do all that stuff. Most people don't realize what it takes to put together an awesome video. And it's hard. Yeah. Right, and, and then there's certain things like they both they might both seem like very easy things. And one might take 30 seconds and the other might take eight hours, you know, like yep. literally. So you, you got to give them two revision rounds, all the revisions submitted at once. And then, you know, you take it. And as the, the video experts or the advertising experts, we're then going to weigh out like this is these are good. And, and it's another thing I'll point out and with what to add to what Jason said is sometimes say no, like we're not going to put that in the beginning of the video because that's not going to work. And, and one strategy I've found is that if the client really wants something at the beginning of the video and you don't do both and test them. Yeah. And, and right. I, I like, Hey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that, you know, that way works better than my way. But typically like that first second, I know what we need to feature based off the product, but just do both. If they really, you know, want to do something, just do both, test them both, but get all those revisions in at once. So you can do both mixed downs at the same time. Yep. And I would say, don't, don't be tied too much emotionally to, if you have five videos and you really like one of them, you know, don't be surprised when we test it and it just totally flops because it's always the video. That's why I usually take emotion out of the videos, especially when we test videos and images, right? Both. Um, because I kind of get a little crushed and I'm like, dang, man, like I thought that video was going to do good. And it, it turns out it was the one that I thought wasn't going to do good. So you never know, strip all the emotion out of it and just test them, you know, and that's the only way you're going to figure out who the winner is or which one the winner is Yep, and which one isn't. So hundred percent. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, Eric, you want to cover anything else or uh, nope, should we wrap it. up here? I, I think that's it. Uh, we just wanted to go over the makeup of a good quality ad video and, and images versus videos. So that's it. Let's, let's end it there and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. See you guys later. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the truth about social ads. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at truthaboutsocialads.com for show notes and additional episodes. And if you have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show if you enjoyed it. That will help other people find us. By the way, I would love to hear from you please send me an email at jason at spotlightsocialllc.com with your feedback, questions, or a topic you'd like me to talk about on the show. If you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show. See you later. Bye.